Good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming. The Shvat, Shvat is sponsored by the Pollocks, the Elaine Shmachim ben Moshe, Tzvi ben Mordechai, and Shia Rachma Basra Alter Nasanata. And anonymously, anonymously, thank you, thanking Hashem, and a Zivuk for Daniel Hanna Basar Libby. And the week is sponsored by my in laws, the Selskis, and for, by the Kaufmans and, and the Shauls, memory of Tamar Bat Moshe and Israel ben Aryeh. And for the uh, for the first name of Gita Rivka Bas Chaya Risa, and the Eisen's memory of Chaim Arun Ben Yaman Akoin, and by the Jaspers in memory of Goz Abba Ruven Ben Shmuel Zichonu Livracha. All right, so I'm I'm very happy to continue with to continue with this. Uh, one second. Here. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna move we're gonna jump a lot forward today and uh, ahead in this beautiful ma'amar. And before we do, since we haven't learned this for two weeks, I want to give a quick recap of what we've learned because I think it's important because this ma'amar of Rav Kluger has a mahalach. It has a whole you know it's not just some words here and there. He's building something up. And uh, again, this is like the last probably month and a half of learning. I'm gonna say it in two in three minutes. In the time that we had the Beis HaMikdash, what it meant was that we actually had Simchat Chaim. I would say another word for that would be Shalom Bayit. But not just Shalom Bayit, that husbands and wives got, got together, although that as well. Shalom Bayit between our souls and our body. That's the Shalom Bayit. When I say Shalom Bayit, that's what, that's what I mean in this Shi'ur. We actually had Shalom Bayit. Simchas Chaim means that there's harmony. Shalom Bayit means that there's harmony between the body and the soul. And in, it didn't happen until we were in Eretz Yisrael, like this, in the desert, the soul was soaring. It didn't need to have Shalom Bayit because the body didn't have to work, like we discussed. What happened in the desert, in the Midbar, what was happening was the soul was just floating, experiencing miracles, the body didn't have to do anything in order to receive its sustenance, whether it was from the man that was pouring down from the heaven, or the water, the be'er, the be'er shel Miriam that was available to us, and the miracles that the cloud produced for us regarding our clothes. So there wasn't this need of like, okay, how did my body and soul get together? When we started coming into Eretz Yisrael, that's when the chibur, the real chibur, the real connection between Nishmas Am Yisrael, which is the neshama, had harmony with a, a body, which is Eretz Yisrael. And the soul and the body were starting to come together. And the height of this was, of course, in the Beit HaMikdash. Like we learned that the reality in the Beit HaMikdash was one of, of uh, not just that we were seeing miracles going on in there, but we were involved in physical actions and our physicality. And there was a lot of physicality, like we spoke about the Kohen Gadol being very... <coughs> Sorry, the, the Kohen Gadol was very busy doing a lot of physical actions. But what it brought to is that the sense was that I could actually breathe and be like, it's really all good. Simchat Chaim. Now, we had, a, we had a bonus there, a very, very big bonus, is that there was something that's called the Korban Tamid that was given in the morning and, in the, and, and before people went to sleep. And the korban basically made sure that everyone knew 
the following few words, which we all long to hear every day. Hashem forgives you. He loves you. It's all good. And that's how we lived. Galut is, I don't really know if God's happy with me. Even if I'm doing good things, I still don't really know if God is actually happy with me. And that's the state of Galut. That's a Khurban. <coughs> now, as much as we've been saying that that's been the situation for thousands of years, Rav Kluger, as well as Rav Sasson and Rav Ginsburg in the Menshirim, have been driving us to define the state that we're in right now, that we're kind of back but not back, What's this period called in the Jewish calendar? Not literally, because it, it only... Sfirat Omer. Sfirat Omer means there's this anticipation, this preparation towards, a, towards Shavuot. What will be on Shavuot? Again, the Shavuot. The Shavuot of all Shavuot when we receive a new Torah. It'll be again. And this is why I want us to just say this statement and understand this and believe it. That when Mashiach comes... The state of being will be simchat chayim, shalom bayit, harmony between my body and soul, and stopping to live in a state of wonder, which we normally, which we generally live in, wondering, wondering, Ribbon Shleilam, are you happy with me? Now we have, and what he brought up in the last thing in the Maimah is that we have so many people that walk around doing good things, living what we think is a fulfilling life, and yet they wonder all the time, how come this isn't satiating me? This should be satiating me. And we spoke about this last week. We spoke about the uh, spiritual maturity is that you reach a place in life where the things that you thought when you were a little girl, or even right before you got married, and we spoke about this last week, and I don't want to get too much into it again today, but the question was, that many people have, and I've had this discussion with many, uh, with many adults, mainly mothers, is that there's a guilt over feeling that what I thought was going to bring me simcha brings me simcha, but it doesn't satiate me. It doesn't fully fulfill me. I want more. I want to do more than just being a mother. That was the example we gave. And like observing that question... And being like, what, what happens to me when I think like that? Do I start feeling very guilty? What goes on inside of me? Like when I was young, you know, when I was younger, all I, I dreamt of was, if only I had that. Well, I have that. And I know it's the greatest gift in the world, but how come I don't feel completely, completely satiated? How come I'm not completely sve'ah, completely fulfilled? That's why we can understand that when it comes to motherhood. But many people also said, if only I made it to Eretz Yisrael. And they also the same exact thing. And like, wait a second, I'm back here in Eretz Yisrael, but I don't feel, I feel guilty that I feel still wondering, kind of similar wonder, wondering, you know, wonderment ideas that I had in Galut also about what does God actually think of me? And is he happy with me? Is he pleased with me? And why do I still have, why do I, how could I still have that question when I've dedicated my life when I've given so, up so much, and I'm so immersed in so many good things, but I don't have a sense of shlemut inside. And what could give me the heter to have that kind of shlemut? This is the question of today. Am I able to 
even before Mashiach comes, am I able, is it possible, Bichlal, to borrow time from the future, I guess. That would be the best way to say it. Um, we said the future is going to be Shalom Bayit, Simchat Chaim. Is it possible for me to borrow time from the future and already live it now, or am I supposed to continue suffering until Galut is done? How's that? Yeah? So far? Okay. Now, I want you to open up on the pages that you have in front of you. Are there any questions so far? Are there any comments or questions? We're good so far? No one's confused? Wow. You said something that happens to each one of us around the table on a different way. You What's know, that? You said something that's happened to all of us at different times. Which one? What, what did I say? Everything that you said. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you don't, I mean, we could spend the whole show going around. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, we're not, yeah. Exactly. So there's no comment. Okay. <laughs> Just one thing. And yeah. There's, there's a purpose to not being satiated. Because if we're satiated, then like, you've gotten to the end. You don't do anything. You know, you sit on your laurels. And, 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 and what drives us forward to, to continue is going after that. Or the other side. Or what else could it do to you? Yeah, yeah. Right. Stuff, <laughs> right. Right. So that's very important to pay attention to exactly what you just brought up. Yeah, I think I have your safer here. Because someone took it down, and then I opened it, and I saw some... Uh, I saw some handwriting in the Sefer side, and this is yours. So on the pages that you have, in, on the Sefer that you have, we're going to be on Daf um, Kuf Yud. No, sorry. On the Sefer that you have, I'm sorry, I, I'm using the old version again. The new Sefer is Nimtza. Nimtza Behagdara Ktsara. Very good. And on the pages you have in front of you, it's the beginning of Daf Kuf Yud Chet. Very good. So after that, after that whole intro, now, now let's let's go and let's let's try to move forward today. Let's really take this to the next level. Again, Alud is going to just emphasize another point, the point, the last point we made, and then go forward. And remember, I told you that it's not just Svirata Omer; it's also a certain day of the week and a certain time during that day, which we have to realize that we're living in, in order to give ourselves reshut, permission, for something that we have to give ourselves permission. This is what it means to be an Eved Hashem with Torah Sechasidus. It's not just to learn deep concepts, it's to believe in them. It's to believe in them, it's to live them. And we're going to see something very f- fundamental today. Nimtza Bagdarak So after everything we've learned, what, what do we see? Ki simchat chayim hi Hashem anosaf legeula binyan amigdash. When we talk in words, concepts of geula, and, and Binyan Beis Amigdash, what we're really saying is we're longing for a period of life of having Simchat Chaim. Just Simchat Chaim. Happiness of life. Hefech Simchat Chaim hu bitui lechurbanu legalut. And the opposite of that is living in a state of destruction and of exile. Im Yehudi savur shebichdei liot shalem lebaro'o alav liot katut vekamut vechaser chedva very deep. If you're under the assumption that in order for a Jew to be shalem with Hashem, you have to look, like I said two weeks ago, like someone that gives gefilte fish handshakes. Remember we spoke about that? And you have to look completely like a shmata, right? Because, listen, this is what it is, you know? 
but Hashem sees how much I'm, I'm, I'm suffering. That, so Hashem's like, wow, look at my children. They're suffering so much for me. That's a warped, warped understanding of what it means to be an Ebed Hashem. Do we realize that? Why would anyone think it's normal? Yeah, I mean, like, we think in human context. Mm-hmm. As a parent, if you see your child like being like, you'll never forget, it'll make you happy. Because so we, we because like, let's be honest, we refer to God much more as a Melech than as an Abba. That's why. If, if Hashem was really Abba, then you're right. But Hashem is much less Abba, and He's much more Melech. Okay? Maybe not you, but, but a lot of people. Biyoto ro'e yehudi samech v'tov lev, merutze mi'etzem metziyut chayav, u'male alizut shel emunah shorshit, nir'et lo zo kehanaga shel kalut lelo ol. A Jew, that is another Jew, that's just walking around, haya samech v'roked, mea asrim shana, gamzu letova, right? Like we always say, what is the first thing we want to do to people like that generally? Punch, Punch them in the face. Nachon. <laughs> Make a little dance. And... Are you kidding me? A kolatova? What are you talking about? That 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 demeanor triggered at least in me. It it always used. Hopefully, I'm working on myself. But when I was younger, there's such a trigger. I couldn't. I can't. Con- I was never able to connect to people like that. Right? It looks like oh. What it really is is like you probably you just don't know what it means to live with all malchus shemaim with all with with uh, with the yoke of heaven on you because if you did you wouldn't be able to afford you wouldn't have the luxury to afford to walk around like this all simchadik shayledato all malchut shemaim mashmaoto heedes simcha v'chiyut tivit because according to that person's logic who's stuck in a galut mentality having all malchut shemaim means a rem- uh, the, the removal of you can't just be besimcha. Look at the world. There's no base on mikdash. Now, th- there's something to this because Chazal instituted, you know, throughout halachas, for instance, there's chaver. I, I, I did this once or twice. You know, there's a minag in Yushalayim. Maybe it's more than just Yushalayim, but I, I once did this in, in, at a wedding of certain sect of Hasidim in Yushalayim that they only have, for the whole wedding, a drum. Not a keyboard, because just a drum and a singer. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see this? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Really? The Yerushalmi. Okay, Yerushalmi. Because they instituted the Inyan of, listen, since the Khurban, like in the Gemara speaks about this, like from the Khurban they wanted Mevatel, many things, many different things, Basar, Yain, of course, all these different things. So there's something in our, it's not Stam we came up with this idea. Our sages over the years, you know, they, they decreed many different things. Many of them haven't lasted, but many of them have lasted in a consciousness. They've lasted in a certain consciousness. One time I gave, I, I think I t- told this, I shared this many years ago. One time I gave a certain Rav one of my albums around, um, I think it was around like Cheshvan time. That's when I met him around, yeah, around like Cheshvan or the beginning of Kislev. And I saw him every week, and he didn't say. He, 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 I was like, okay, I guess he's not. He's not into music, or it just really displeased him. Uh, my 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 nigunim. 
Then I saw him uh, in Tzvi Omer, And he said, oh, I just thank you so much. Your music is so beautiful. I said, did you lose? Tell me the truth. You lost it and one of your kids found it? He's like, no, no. I just, I only listened to music in Cholamayid. Because I gave it to him in Kislev. And the next Cholamayid was, was Pesach. No, you have people like this, you understand? Meaning, this notion, it, it, it is somewhere in, in, our, in the DNA of our consciousness, but it's mut'eh. It's mut'eh, it's, it's misled. There's something misguided with that. So look, and he continues. Ol nosaf, hasagan nisgava od malot umadregot. So he's saying, you know, to, you really have to be a much, much more, this is the person that has a, a warped understanding of what it means to be a, and Hashem is like, listen, it's not for us, it's not here, you don't look like that, you can't afford the luxury of being with Simcha in a state where, you know, the whole picture isn't clear yet, and if you're, if you're, if you're besimcha, something's off with you. Hasimcha avuro ke'en pras al ma'asim tovim shlemim. Simcha, for a person like that, is like a reward when you're a full, put it more or less, when you're a full tzaddik. When you do everything right and you know that it's right, then there's the, 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 the affordability to be able to, you know, be open to, okay, simcha. I can only be with simcha when it's like a reward that comes after I completed a task fully, fully. I will not have any feel real simcha until I finish the shas. But we know already that if every page of the shas doesn't fill you with simcha until you get to the end of the goal that you had, then you're missing so much of the point of what learning is about and of what being in a relationship is about. He develops this. There are people that will only allow themselves to taste the simcha of life only if they uh, if they produce for their creator tachlit korat aruach bishlemut that you've conquered your midot that you've done it all right. You will only say yourself about yourself that you're a good mother when you've been the perfect mother. You will again. That, that's a good example. You will. This is the type of person you will only derive any simcha of being a parent only when you have a day or a fleeting moment where you can say this was perfect parenting. Now I could tam That is the yetzer hara in its utmost manifestation. But if you weren't able to do more than the little that you were do, you did because you're tired or because you're stressed and you weren't able to do more than whatever you were able to do. And God forbid, if you actually raised your voice to your child and you slipped, then that means you will prevent from yourself I am bad. I am wrong. I am a failure. And you won't allow yourself, your soul, to live with any type of illumination. The fact that you even 
how, I'm just giving this example because it's easy for us. The clear reality, just the fact that you brought a child into the world and you have a child and you're trying, or you just exist just by you being you, that's not a reason to be happy. Because why? What happened with it? What happened with the product? Is the product working or not? This is what happens to us all the time. Just the fact that it is, isn't enough. Like just the fact that we're sitting here right now, we're learning Torah in Eretz Yisrael, unfortunately doesn't give us as much simcha as if we figured out exactly what he said and implemented to its fullest. But really, in its essence, just being here right now, that we've chosen to spend a few minutes on a Thursday morning opening our heart to Dvar Hashem, just that mitziyut, really in its truth, in a world of Beis HaMikdash, would make us, would, would fill our hearts with joy that this is how we're choosing to spend our time this morning. And, and we rarely get there. And then we go home, and if we have children in the house, there are children. I, I have children. What you so, what's the simcha? What did you do with them? Have they, have, have they grown? Have they, do, do, they, do they know more? Have they been better? Have, 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 has the communication gotten better in it? And it's always this race over what, will, what do I think will actually, what is mutar? That's the thing. What's the heter? What enables me to, to just have the luxury of being with simcha? Right? That's the, that's the, this is thousands of years of living without Beis Hamikdash when it was just the mitziyut of being in the world is what, is what filled my heart and satiated me and gave me simcha in this world. Also, but for us that grew up in America, you have to understand, you know, or, or not just in America, really any Western society is that since we're so goal driven, no one ever taught us about the simcha of the journey to the goal. It was always about goals. So we're, we're, we, we all have this in us to some extent. Now, again, what you were saying, it's great to have a drive towards a goal, but if it prevents you from enjoying the ride and feeling like it's mutar for you to actually be besimcha till you get there, then the, then the goal becomes amalek because it prevents me from anything on, on, you know, while I'm on the way. So again, I'll ask you a clear question. Did anyone wake up in this morning and re- wake up this morning and realize I'm breathing, I'm alive? Wow, this is so special. <laughs> so special. If you have asthma, then, then yes, you do. <laughs> when you get older, you get very appreciative. It became doctrine. It's not enachon. Yeah, but we all just recognize it right now. It's great. It's hundred percent. A hundred percent. To focus on that idea. we don't. But the thing is, we we, we leave. We don't. We don't, we don't live here. We're coming back. Right. But the thing is, one thing's for sure. Like I don't know who's going to make it to the next year, but I believe we're going to shleim that hopefully everyone's going to wake up tomorrow morning. Right. So that's the question. Can when I wake up tomorrow morning? Can can I check in with myself and say, what prevents me right now? 
for the, unless you have a kid that's pushing something in your nose or something, which, you know. <laughs> How you know? Huh? How you know? Right, I don't know, but, but even then it'd be like, wow, I have a kid that woke up and is full of life. Wow. Right? So these, obviously, all these, all these in Yanim are, the more a person works on the expansion of their consciousness and about really what's about the value of what's actually important versus what's not important, these things actually do become more meaningful and everything starts to feel special. Everything starts to feel special. Look at what he says here. What happens is we wake up and we'll be like, what else do you need to do right now to justify your existence? That happens all the time. What do I have to do right now to justify my existence? And our days, we have days upon weeks, upon months, upon years that I, that I, that I lived like that. Again, this is all the world without, in my opinion, without the Baal Shem Tov. Because okay? if we really understood what Bashanta was doing, that's how I spend most of my time. And I'm doing all of that, and I'm saying that question, I'm asking that question, what am I doing right now to justify my existence? Kiviachol, in the name of holiness. Because a holy person, one that has Kabbalah Salmachus Shemaim, he's constantly asking that question. Matai Agil Masai Yeah. There is the concept of Cheshbon and Nefesh. So, I think that if, like Rabbi Nachman said, if 23 hours out of the day we live like we just described, and then we set aside that time, it, it works out pretty good. But the thing is, the rest of the day has, can't be that. Most people live, in a good day, 23 hours of cheshbon and nefesh, and a few minutes of thank you Hashem for real, right? Nachon? Now. I want you to, yeah. On, on the thing about justifying my existence, on the other hand, we like we sh- we if we don't think in terms of that I have a purpose in the world and that it's not enough to just breathe, then how does that work out according to this line of thinking? I, I ask it again, but just with different so, words. So, um, if like. Uh, if, if we're thinking, you know, or feeling, uh, I have, I wake up in the morning, I have to, I have to justify my existence there, or at any given moment, you know, the umat, eh, I, you know, I have a purpose in the world, am I fulfilling it, am I doing it, um, then how does that... Can part of our purpose in this world be what we're talking about over here right now? Could that actually be a purpose in this world? To overcome the Yitzhah Harat. To just exist. Could that actually be like a, a dry, a goal? To just exist? What does Hashem, what does Hashem tell Moshe Rabbeinu when he says, what's my name? A hundred percent. Nachon. And you know, I have to say, how much so many of the stories of tzaddikim have messed me up personally? A hundred percent. It's not their fault. <laughs> they were tzaddikim, meaning it's, it's what I did with it. Okay? I agree with you. 
But we're, we're entering into a shlav of consciousness towards Mashiach that the, the Sipurei Tzadikim being for me the, the um, Hashva'a, Matmedet, the constant uh, comparison. comparison is not what it's about. Can we say that one of the tachlits of our life is to spend one day, not as a cop-outs, as running away from responsibilities that we have in life, but to understand that the greatest responsibility we have on our neshamas is to be. And, and that's a goal. Can you imagine that? No, they, didn't t- they don't teach you this. And it's not part of any tests. You don't get tested on this in schools. And most of the time, that's not the Moses Moses. You know, that's not what it is. Imagine you go to someone's levaya, right? Everyone should live long. I've just <laughs> so many levayas, right? But imagine you go, you go, you go to someone's levaya, and someone gives up, gets up and gives a hesped, and he says, <clears throat> "You know, this person, they were," <laughs> and, they, and they walk down, <laughs> right? <laughs> they set a goal at a certain point in life that they are going to accept their actual being as the most supreme goal of their life. And they did a bunch of other things as well, but that's not what they would want me to talk about at their husband. What would you... To me, after learning this, I'd be in awe of a person like that. In Mamish awe. Now again, I think we're so scared to allow ourselves to fall in love with the concept of just our being is enough, is really not enough, but it's the most ikar, because our mind is trained to say... You're just trying to exempt yourself from a lot of the stuff of what you have to do. But I want to say lahefech. When our mitzvahs, when just our being in this world, when we just look at our children and we're just, I have a child, I have a husband, I have a wife, and I acknowledge the mitzvah of it as something that's just blissful without labeling it, the other things that need to be worked on actually get worked on in a much more precise and beautiful way. Much more. So in terms of all of my avodat Hashem, and we always have to be growing and working and learning, we're not trying to sit back and say, let's reach a state of, you know what Shanti means? You know what Shanti means. (laughs) You lived Shanti. Shanti means... Zen. Zen, right? Zen, Shanti, right? Huh? Right, but, but, but meaning, Peace. huh? Bliss. Chill, yeah, but, but it, what it, what it got, but, but being as well, meaning, what it got, what it got translated to is an eternal state of chill, right? No, no. Meaning, our thing is an inner feeling in deep down inside of chill, deep down inside, which then gives me the healthy manner to approach all the things that I get to do in this world as opposed to, to then have the craft, do all the things I have to do in this world. So that if we're going, if we're being like real Avdi Hashem here, what we're trying to do is root canal work, spiritual root canal. We're trying to go to the shorish of things and then work from inside out, as opposed to constantly working from outside in. Is this, this is all Chinese? To, you know, this, is, this is flowing? <laughs> so it's something yeah. What? On a certain level, I mean, I don't want to reduce it to cliche, uh, but it's self-acceptance on a certain level. If you, if that's what you need in order to define it for yourself, yeah, but it's it's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what you said about awe, yeah. like that, like that, 
to me makes the most sense. Yeah. Because really, I don't know, like, I would love to just be in awe of my children. I feel like if I was in awe of them all the time, I wouldn't yell at them. I wouldn't get mad. I'd talk to them, you know, location. Uh-huh. All the things that I need to work on would automatically be happening if I was in awe of them all the time. So, like, same thing, like just being in awe, being in this world, and having right. like the schut of be a Jew in Eretz Yisrael, and all those responsibilities that come along with it would be a natural um, consequence. Maybe you, I I had this this experience of what you're saying in in LA when I when I was living in LA as a as a, as a teenager. So there was. There was, this is interesting. There was this thing we did on Simcha's Torah where we did, I'm sure you do it in many shuls in America where you auction off the aliyahs, right? You did it in your shuls? Mm-hmm. And that was the, not just the Yom Kippur appeal, but also like Simcha's Torah, Atta, Reza, and everything. So whatever the aliyah cost, you know, in, in, our, in our minion, the happy minion, whatever it was, it was a bunch of schleppers. It wasn't like, you know, we were, like, like $50 was like, you know, like already high, and then 100 well, that was the mamish, the gvir. We were a bunch of hippies, you know, and schleppers then. But somehow, like to make everyone feel good, they enabled one year a minhag that then everyone took on mamish b'chumrah. It's called $18 add-ons. $18 add-on for so-and-so, for so-and-so. And there were a bunch of older single women in that show. And I'm not going to say her name, but whenever I see her, now I always look at her and I say $18 add-on. Now, why? Baruch Hashem. Now she has a son who's, uh, he's probably even, you know, maybe he's even here for the year. Maybe he's older. I don't even know by now how old this kid is. But for years, for years, everyone wanted this woman to get, ma- to get married in the deepest way. She's such a good woman. And everyone would do an $18 add-on for so It's already uncomfortable. It's like everyone knew, oh, it's the so-and-so $18 add-on yantif, right? Because everyone wanted at every aliyah to just lichvodah, say, $18 add-ons for so-and-so that she should get married this year, right? Now, I came to visit L.A. at, a, at one of the trips, and the kid was about six or seven, but I hadn't met him yet. So I walked into this person's house, and I see the kid, and I saw years of $18 add-ons come to fruition in front of my, in front of my eyes, right? And he was being at six, <laughs> Right? He was being he was being six, and she looked at me like she's like what's what, what, what happened like what's going on? I say, I I said I'm just in awe. That's what I said, and she started crying because it brought her also to her husband had no idea we were talking about what was flying. He was, but it brought such awe to the moment of wait zoom out. There is a child. There is a Shabbos table here. There is a home here. And you know, since then, like I, I, I've stayed in touch with the family, obviously. Whenever I'm there, I try to see them. And that's an awe. Like, it doesn't, and then like, the consequence of, of having a reminder of that I have a family and that there's a walking piece of that's walking around my house that came out of me. That's not lomuvan meilav. So zoning, zooming out and being in all of it, it doesn't say I don't have to work work as hard. It's exactly the opposite, like exactly what you said. That it gives me then the tools or the inner wisdom 
the inner wisdom, how to approach what needs to still be worked on in a home or in life or what, whatnot. In the Beis Hamikdash, all these things happened constantly, automatically. The world of Galut says this can never happen again until the Beis Hamikdash is here. And the Baal Shem Tov came and said, I call you out on that. I call you out on that. You know why? Because what time of the week is it? What day of the week is it? In the bigger picture of the calendar? Huh? It's Erev Shabbos. Very good. It's Friday afternoon. That's why the name of the band was called Reva Lesheva. You know that, right? Reva Lesheva, it's almost Shabbos. That was the whole thing. Like, it's almost Shabbos. And we have a whole way we approach how a Jew acts already on, from Mincha, on, Mincha time on on Erev Shabbos. It's already different than the rest of the week. Meaning, there are things that are available to us to access, to tap into from the time. That's why I said before about borrowing time from the future. Because the future is going to be that all these things we, we just discussed will be, and that will be the greatest simcha of life. There'll be utmost and oneness and harmony between body and soul and, and all the things we've been speaking about. But now is the time already to take a whiff of the geula atida and to be like, wait, can I do this now already? Do I have, do I have the heter already now to borrow time from the future where our, our mitziut will literally be that? Now, there's a figure that's also important, not just the time, but there's a figure. There's a, there's a character, there's a personality. And, um, I f- naturally feel very close to him, and that's Aaron Cohen. Okay? Now, the Babach Rebbe has a beautiful sicha on, in Pirkei Avlas when, when he speaks about what it means to be from the Talmidim of Aaron Cohen. Everyone focuses mainly on the first two statements, but the third one is what we're going to focus on right now. What does it mean to be me Talmidav Shel Aaron Cohen? So what's the first one? Ohev et Abriot. And the fourth one is Makar on the Torah. Let's stick to the third one. Okay. The third and fourth one is what's embedded on our bima upstairs. On the bima itself. Ohevet abriot umekarvan la Torah. Ohevet abriot. L'bavet Shirebbe said, Who did Aaron Cohen love? Why didn't it say... Yeah, Bruim. Who did Aaron... Aaron Cohen loved people because they were. L'bavet Shirebbe says, When you're looking... When, when you think you have a lot of love in you, and you realize you have so much love, but you notice it's because it's, it's about... You just found so many people that are similar to you, or you found somehow so many tzaddikim, and you love them. It's not real love. Aaron Cohen was dafka oiv et habriot, and the Rebbe says just because they were created, oiv et habriot. So Aaron Cohen and the fact that it's Friday afternoon are going to guide us. Uh, they're going to guide us right there. I just want to uh, now. Let's jump right now. You see where it says otei. Et le'ahir, do you see ot he? Et le'ahir benefesh nitzotzei ha'ara me'ageula atida. It is time right now to illuminate in the soul sparks of the illumination of the future redemption. Mibinyan beit hamikdash hashlishi. We could borrow time now, he says, because it's Friday afternoon. Right now, as, and, and I know that Davka right now, with what's going on every second here, this 
Avoda seems to be impossible. And yet still, I believe that not only is it possible, it's crucial for our sanity. It's dafka crucial now for our sanity. By opening the heart, the simchat chaim amiti tukshuta, by opening our heart to a world of simchas chaim, real and simple, like everything we've been discussing until now. Bal yimna yudi atzmomikach. No Jew should ever prevent from themselves the opportunity, the luxury, and the necessity of tasting this Simchas Chaim, Betana, Shariterem Ba Geula, Umitzvat Agalut, Hiliot Bemerut Atzmit. Listen, don't be so happy. Geula's not here yet. The Holy Name is still self inner, self persecution, and bitter, and, you know, state of bitterness. We're living to the light with, with, the, with the reflection of the light of the Geula that's coming. Right now we're in a, I love this. He said the time that we're in right now is like Tosefet Shabbos. It's Ketosefet Shabbat. Shehi Hearach and and I remember that in the beginning of this Melchama the women were lighting a little bit earlier always, right? I think it's it's an Indian I don't know if they still are, but I think it'd be good to Yeah, to to, to hold on to that strong. Shehi Hearat Shabbat El Toch Yoma Shishi Beodeno Beitsumo. It's like, yeah, I know it's Friday, but I have the schus right now to bring in Shabbos early. For what we're speaking about is that I have the privilege, I have the right. I have the schut right. I have the right right now <clears throat> to take what I know about what it means to live in the time of the Beis Hamikdash and already bring it in right now. And don't worry, it's not going to prevent you from demanding more of. of you see, this is the, this is the psychology behind it. Why don't we do this? Because there's some kind of mahalach in our minds that's saying, if we start living it now, it, it will be the hunger f- for the full picture. Won't be, won't be as much. Uh, if you allow yourself, when you don't allow yourself, and from the outside, you're in that state of no, no. If I, if I, if I eat a little bit now, I won't be hungry later. It's like paying someone for a job before they complete it. I think it's like having a taste of something uh, that's really delicious, and then you can't wait to like actually have a plate of it. <laughs> right, but the other side, the other side says no. I. I if I'm if I'm going to eat now, as delicious as it may be, I'll be. No, I won't want. Nachon, no, no, no. You're speaking about. You're speaking about the emes of it. That it's just a taste. But people are under, sometimes can be like they're afraid. They're afraid it's going to be. No, no. I'm going to be. You know, fine with it. Well, I think that to a very large extent, a huge chunk of the Am did lose the drive for the big picture. Mm-hmm. But that's because I don't think they understood what, what it meant to even have, you know, yeah, to get it. I think there should be a movement to not sell pictures of the Kota. Like whenever I walk up to somebody's house and they picture of the Kota, I'm like, why do you have a You should know. I feel... I, 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 whatever. This is going to be a whole tangent now. 
You know this already, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I really understand it. I also understand the person that has pictures of the Kotel, for the because for the two thousand years of Galut, it just the Kotel seemed like just as impossible as building base on Migdash, you know. But also, it's like a representation of a connection with of your soul. But if it prevents your soul from dreaming bigger, then you should take it off the wall. <laughs> and you know my voice, Kotel is the same letters as Telchu. You keep on walking. You're not there yet. <laughs> keep on walking, right? <laughs> and we have to believe this. Kayam betochenu kocham shel tzadikim hagdolim what we have in us is the strength of tremendous big tzaddikim from the light of Mashiach. It's true. Galut still exists, but that does not mean that the light that we have available to us today should not be invited into our midst. Not just that it shouldn't, we shouldn't... Be, how could you live without it? How could you, how could you get by this kufa without the light of Mashiach? I saw this morning a video of someone who just came out of Arbus. Yeah. And he said that their, their soldiers were fighting amongst themselves all the time. Like, no, you have seven children, I'll go in. No, you have two children, no, you still have, you need to bring more children, so I'll go in. And it reminded me so much of the story of the two brothers, exactly. This is the light of Mashiach. This is the light of Mashiach. It happened on a daily basis. Yeah. Nachon. Nachon. I mean, we're seeing these things constantly. All the things we're seeing that are like, uh, it's not just get-me-ups and, uh, you know, nice things to get us through the day. If we really pay attention to what's happening from within Olha Gvura, the light of, of um, heroism, they're all they're all Mashiach moments. They're all Mashiach things. It's all the it's not these things didn't happen in, in, in you know in Galut. This type of displaying of, of Gvura, these are not we we didn't, we didn't know and if they did they didn't we didn't notice it and we were like ah like you know Huazui. If you could think you could live like that, you're delusional. Here we're seeing it all the time. All the time. I encourage you all to watch Matt, Rabbi Manas' Friedman latest, latest thing. Did you see it? I think my mom sent it out this morning. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Manas Friedman has like a three-minute clip about Yehuda Becher. You know Yehuda Becher is? Shem Yikom Damo? Yehuda Becher is the holiest Yid that as he was driving down to the festival, he came from a Haredi home. And you could tell he is one of these mamish damaged nishan, not a nishan, but like one of these products of someone that was probably looking for Hashem. And, and the way that it was given to him in the home he was brought up in, So that's the video of the guy that's driving down to the Nova Festival in his car. You didn't see this? Oh, it's the deepest. And Manus Friedman is saying, says, what you're looking at right now, you could either look at this as a yid that's on his way to go, Kilo Mechal, Shabbos, and Yantiv, 
But what you're really looking at is a chelek eloka mi ma'al mamish. Only with the light of the Baal Shem Tov can a person look at a person that's doing that like that. And then he says, And then he starts smiling and he says, And he starts going like this, Recognizing Hashem. A few hours later, he wasn't in this world. But to be able to, like that story that you said, and all the things that we're being exposed to, this is all, the, the ability to look at all these things comes from the fact that we're, it's Friday afternoon. Like, people didn't l- look at things like this in the past and have feelings of, wow. They would look at it and be like, so we're looking at things much deeper right now. This is the light of the Baal Shem Tov. One, one more short paragraph, okay? Ora Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh like we know the famous letter. I always get, I always get confused. They say it in English, the epistle. The pist. You pronounce the T. Epistle. You pronounce the T. Machlokas. Okay. The famous letter that he wrote his brother-in-law, Reb Gershon of Kitov, that describes his what's called Ha'alat neshama, the elevation of his soul, when he met Mashiach in the higher chambers. And then he asked Mashiach, E'masai kasimar, when are you coming? And he has answered, when your wellsprings will be spreading more and more and more. Boaz, Boaz, um, your neighbor, huh? Boaz Rezitsky is, is a tremendous Tamil Chacham. Shem Shkivim Refuah Shleima. Boaz one year came up to me and he said, do you know what the real void of that is all about? Is that Baal Shem Tov asks Mashiach uh, a question in Aramaic, but he's answered in Ivrit. So he felt that he, Boaz was saying, like he says, Ematai Katimar, it's like t- still a Galut language, and the, Baal she- and the Mashiach answers the Baal Shem Tov, he could have answered him in Aramaic or in Yiddish, but he says, no, no, meaning when in Eretz Yisrael, they're speaking Sfat HaKodesh again, and through that they're spreading, and look at Sama, look at what's going on in this country, right? So it's so, it's so uplifting to think about it. So again, Ora Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, Oro Shem Mashiach, Ulele Baal Shem Tov, Ulele Mashiach, Kfi Shekatav Begeret Kodsho HaNodaa, Ma Shamar Lo HaMashiach, like he wrote, the Mashiach told him Why are Hasidim so crazy over Hasidus? Because of Mashiach. They're so crazy over spreading Hasidus because the Baal Shem Tov was told by Mashiach that when your Torah gets spread, that's when I'm going to be coming. So that's why they print Tanya on the Bishim's of Yeah, yeah. They're printing, printing press on Tanya Bidiuk. It's all, it's all for the sake of the betterment of the whole world. The students, his students and his students' students of every generation, 
נושאים בכנפיהם את הבשורה הגדולה לישראל, they carry on their wings the great besorah for Am Yisrael, שכ... משיח is gonna come one day. That's not what you, that's not what you need the Baal Shem Tov for. But what, rather what? שכבר יש בכוחם לחיות בתוך הגלות קווי אור מהתנוצצות הגאולה. That you already have in your power, in your strength to live within the Galut, while you're in the Galut, rays of light from the, from the sparkles of Mashiach, uh, of, the, of the Geula. להחיות נפשותיהם באור השם, to enliven your souls with the light of Hashem. Already now, already now. Now the Baal was before the six million, you understand? And do you know how many Hasidim were killed in the Holocaust? Probably, probably about two million. A million eight, let's say. Because it's just by Alexander Hasidim, about 800,000 Hasidim were killed. And by Ger, and by whatever. And, and Ubechozot, <laughs> the light of the Baal Shem Tov is, is, is one. Lo muvan. לימדו בספרים הקדושים שכיום, כיום, בעקבצא דמשיחא, ב-time that we're in, עקבצא דמשיחא, כאשר עומדים בבחינת ערב שבת לאחר חצות, that we already post מנחה time on Friday afternoon, יש לנשמה להכיר כבר בעוז מעלתה ובעוצם ערכה. The נשמה must recognize already now the grander state of its presence and the Um, the immense power of, its, the, of, of just its own value. Daika biyuta toch guf zeh sheba netuna. Dafka in this physical body that we're in now, to already start to recognize the greatness of the neshama. Ki yesh liyudi lichyot behirut she'en lemala hemena. A Jew has to live with a clarity that has not, nothing greater than it. She'achayim ha'ele, that this life, שקדמותם וכצלמם הם אלה שבהם חפץ השם. That this is what Hashem wanted us to go through. That this is what Hashem had in mind. Not, not what people have done with the world, but the experience that we go through here is the way that, that's the blueprint of the, that's what Hashem had in mind when He created this world. Like, the, the, the struggling to, not Khalila, the atrocities we're seeing, although the, in the world, the Shekulo Emes, that we can't, Of course, that too, but I would never say such words. But all the wondering and the wondering, am I doing good, am I doing... That Hashem's whole thing is, I want to put you through that maze until you choose to value the preciousness of simply being as a goal in your life. And the way to be able to do this avodah cannot happen without the besorah of what the Baal Shem Tov brought into the world. That it's permit, not only is it permissible, it's a must, it's a necessity. Like if we keep on being just goal-driven, right? Over, we'll give that over to our children, and then don't we want our children... Like what we're speaking about right now is like, for ourselves, oh, I don't know if I could do it. If you could give one thing to your child, would it be a trait... that they may be able to do something good with or not? Or would it be, and maybe, maybe what you said before is kind of connected, a real internal deep sense of self-acceptance and confidence. No, no healthy mother I know would ever say, no, no, it's more important in this world for them to know how to, you know, 
what their talents are. No. You quote the Gemara. You have yeah. to know how to swim and you have to know how to this and that. Who is that on? That's called, that's called mitzvot ben ala'av. That's not the mother. And that's for safety also. That's, no, 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 it's more, but it says mitzvah saben al-av la-melto omanut. It's true. Not the mother. Not the mother. And, and, and what's the real, where's the real chinuch come from? Torati mecha. From the home. So when we say it like this, now I just want to leave you with this, is that what we just said now, to, to notice that of course you would do anything in the world for your own child to, grow, to live in a world, to have an experience in this world, appreciating the fact that, they're, that they are, right? <clears throat> that is not a Torah you can give over in any other way other than self-example. No pressure. <laughs> you can't, you could, you could tell them all this all day long. But if they're looking at you, you know, while you're, you know, they're taking a look at you while you're giving over a Torah like this, and they see such pain, such tears of pain of like you wishing I could be like this, but maybe you have a chance. They won't think they have a chance because whether you like it or not, to our children, we're God to a certain age. Like we're everything. We're everything. We represent everything. We're everything. So that, therefore, like this, this mimer is so, it just cuts through the, it's cutting through everything and it's bringing a lot of different pieces together. And uh, I just want to give us a bracha to, have enough guts to check in with yourself first thing when you wake up in the morning, tomorrow morning. Or, and forget that, before you go to sleep tonight. What, what, what prevents you from the just being and the existing to fill your heart with simcha? Now, again, putting, a, I hate to say this, but putting aside the obvious terror that we're in, I'm dafka pushing this right now for the sake of how crucial it is for our sanity to hold on to something. And if there was ever a time to hold on to this, it's now. Seder, we'll continue next week, Bezrat Hashem.